we uh, want to welcome the Wolf folks who all the Alcan got in here at 4.30 and we're here uh, early enough to uh, see us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the boys, too. Uh, and you, I suppose you came up to see your grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm so, I think they're, they're in uh, over the mountains this week. You may not get to see them. But. We'll send pictures, okay? <laughs> Father, we thank you for the day. Uh, help us to realize uh, that we're yours. We're not our. We don't own the property that we have uh, been so fondly and so selfishly uh, wanting. Uh, continue to break us, great one, that we might know you uh, and all your intentions for your people. Jesus' name we ask it. And open our, our hearts as we praise you this day that we might uh, offer up a, a life and not a tradition for Jesus' sake. Amen.
It's been a good morning for you today, so far. Uh, this should, you know, one of the heaviest hitters in the prophetic world was Isaiah. He had a, it's like the Spirit of God was breathing on him, telling him, 
the, exactly what was happening. And he says, the mountain shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that has mercy on us. And, you know, you've heard me say it over and over, the, the promise of God rests on you. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he separated yesterday's iniquities and all of them from you. And so, you know, we, there's no, you're, you're going to be tested. We are tested. We are processed, as we heard clearly. But there's no test that you and I will have to undergo that is not common. Mosquito kill common. It's common. And we don't think that, and when we're in the middle of it, we, we tend to think God is picking on us occasionally. Well, it feels like that, and I'm sure not gonna try to minimize the trial. It's fiery. It is a fiery trial, and everything that is objectionable in man, you know, you, you know it better than I do. Uh, my problems, probably. And uh, so, and he's not going to endure anything that is an offense to his holiness and his godliness. So, this is why he made a mess of us so that we would cry out. You know, I like to quote Charles Kenny because he said, you know, if, if we're not supposed to have lust, why did he make the women so good looking? You know, and uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, and, and someone not recently that I've been praying for heartily said, he did it to me. Well, you can carry that uh, further than, than God would. But uh, as we get after this today, uh, you know, what is the, the way to progress? If somebody asks you that, what is the way? Yeah, uh, it, it's the letting go of your will. God will have his way. We'll pretty well tattoo that somewhere in the middle of us today if we can. God help us. It, let's just think maybe it could be a grand day. Sometimes I look and think about the praise and I say, well, God, one of these days you're just going to come down and we won't be able to sing because of the, the fullness of your presence. Because he hides a lot of things. He's a clandestine God. He makes the CIA look like loudmouths on the street. Um, now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. Okay? A pure heart. And... Um, 
a good conscience. When, when you came into Christ, all of a sudden, there was a different consciousness that you had. And you have that. And you can gnarl it up so it's, uh, you know, uh, like Lazarus Russian leather, just uh, worn hard. But you can renew it when you turn. And I, I love the line, uh, if you turn to me, I'll turn to you. And, you know, just remember, and we're going to talk about the, the big problem today. The big problem is your soul and your heart. Uh, we were, <laughs> I, I wanted to call Joe and remind him, but Joe and I were up, Joe's a, he's really a night guy. I'm an early to bed, uh, you know, the last 15 years maybe. But, yeah, Joe McCord. Eventually, the story would work it out so you'd understand. Uh, anyway, we were going through a, a, a nightclub. It was early in the morning. We'd been with Sister uh, Lynn. And, you know, in these clubs, it's really dark. You can't see anything. But one of the doors was open. The big door was open. And it was a shortcut to where we're going. And Joe, uh, we walked through there, and these people had microphones and, you know, lights, and they looked like they were, you know, fairly buzzed. Uh, that's maybe more alcohol for those of you who don't know the term. Uh, and anyway, they said, uh, I said, hey, Joe, you're a singer. Why don't you sing? And, and uh, there were about, oh, maybe eight or ten that like dip, you know, spread out, and they go, yeah, 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 America, you know. And so I said, Joe, you're really a singer, and and Joe loves to sing, and he and frequently he said, hey, not bad, you know. Uh, but anyway, he uh, he sang, I left my heart in San Francisco, and uh, and he said it that night, and. Uh, he walked on, but you know, the question, you know, years ago in California, what they told us is uh, that if you have a, a child that's de a delinquent, you can take him to juvenile hall and we'll take care of him overnight. You know, that worked for a while, and a lot of kids just scared them, you know, really, they, no more for me, I, no more, uh, you know, this or that or any other thing because they didn't like being incarcerated. They were literally locked up in juvenile hall, little rooms by themselves. And they used to say, because it got bad in California, <laughs> got not, not like it is now, but they, they said, uh, it's nine o'clock, where is your son? Where is your daughter? And, and that's what I'm asking you, because I pretty well know that my soul, my, you know, heart and soul, da 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 da, heart and soul. There's only about one person in the room that even knows that song. It was written in 1938, I was three years old, but somehow somebody sang it. But you are heart and you are soul, okay? And the emphasis in the word is you get your, you win, your soul. You don't have a soul, 
You are a soul. You are a heart. And uh, they, you know, I'll, they'll come interchangeably, and I'll talk about the heart because we understand it and we sing more about it. You don't. Uh, um, she she found my soul. No, you don't. We don't sing that. Uh, heart sounds better, and we're not talking about the heart that pumps blood. Okay, we're talking about the the, the mind and the will, and we're talking about the emotions when we're talking about your soul and we're talking about your heart. And, and in uh, Timothy it says this, and this will be an important line, the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and quit faking it as far as faith. I, one of the last things I said to God this morning is, please, Lord, uh, I really need you to be with me here. I, I don't want to go out there. And I know that you care about your people a great deal. But he wants us, and his intention is for you to love him the way he loves. And we get that sporadically. ever once in a while, intermittently, which I like to say once in a while. And let me put it this way. How do you feel about your brothers and sisters? First John says, if you don't love everyone, if you don't love your brothers and sisters, that you're a liar. You don't love God. That's a gotcha, and, and I, the, the issue is, uh, <laughs> we can, in Christ, by ourselves, we evaluate, we look, we decide, we discern, and I, I, I have, I've had to say, discernment is all right. You know, because someone uh, has a problem, doesn't mean that we as brothers and sisters in the Lord, and if any, you know, I'm not, I'll be gone for about a month. I kind of pushed it today to be here, uh, but I'll be gone for over a month. And there, there have been some wonderful things that have happened in the house. There have been some individuals who've come up out of whatever sinking place they were in. And they're, they're breathing, and they're breathing the breath of God and moving in a way that God would have them. All of us are under this kind of uh, jurisdictional uh, judgment. All of us. And, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's common. But if you, you don't want to sit here and spend all these years and God said, well, you lied. You had your little friends, you had your little places. And I looked around today to see, you know, who wasn't here, who was occasionally. I, I mean, God's pretty good, helps me with that. But none of us want to be liars, you know. We stand there, and I, I heard it today, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house. Yeah, and, and some of the stuff we sing, 
We're not even close to. You know, it might as well be in Afghanistan until we come to terms with this. And so, and, and I'm on this thing that, hey, uh, we have to, by the power of God, detach ourselves from every affection on a natural plane that we might live in the spiritual plane. Your carnal mind and mine hates the things of God. Our immaturity, even in Christ, hates the things of God. And, and you've got beautiful children. I love the kids. You know, I like them better when, when they can say something rather than just a drool. But, uh, but they want things absolutely their way, and we have to have a level of the law for little kids. We agree with that. I mean, we don't want them picking up a, you know, some of them already are driving too fast. I tease and say, you're six years old, do you drive? And some of them say, no, and I said, well, yeah, you should be. And uh, I don't know what the mothers think about that. But the secret, the way to spiritual progress is, is to not settle and be satisfied where you are. And if you're going to go forward, and I, if I'm going to go forward, I have to get rid of every aspect of me. Because, see, my attachment, my adhesion, my glue to what I see. And I tried it. The other day I was looking, and you know, I had to see how the uh, USC was doing. just had to. Well, I don't have to, but I can't get out of any spiritual rut, any jealousy, any fear, any hostility. I mean, do you realize this woman won't do everything exactly the way I want it? <laughs> no, we've got a bunch of guilty men in here. They, the, the issue is, the issue is the mystery of, uh, and the heart of kings is unsearchable. You can't, I, I think I know him, and three weeks later, he's not the him I just saw. And that's true for every one of you. And it's very important here to judge nothing before the time. Would you agree with that? Uh, do we? Yeah. Went over and I talked to Kurt Eastman yesterday, been, kind of feel I miss it, missed him, he hadn't been around, and he was wonderful. Richard and Brother Steve and I went over and talked to him. He was glad to see us. Said he, you know, he said, gee, I just feel so out of it. And I said, well, you are. I mean, if you don't show up and you're not offering to God and I don't know what he's doing, you may be better off than some of us. That's not the issue. But we, since we live here, let's say hello once in a while. That's, uh, but you, you need to collaterally, collectively say, anybody out there that bothers me, God, help me. Because I was, uh, <laughs> I've told you this, but I, standing and telling people that they ought to love everybody and, uh, you know, have you forgiven all your enemies? And I said, I really think I've forgiven all my enemies. And then the Lord 
you know, he, he's, he doesn't mind. He does, he does not think that my sermons are sacrosanct, that he can't butt in, you know, okay? And that's embarrassing, because you're sitting there being, hoping that you're aligned from, from God himself, and he said, that's not true. There are people you haven't forgiven. And, uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know, we've got to be facing them, all of us. You know, and, and here I go on this word, and please help me, uh, be kind, pray for me. But yes, parents, you must do theater with your children. You must pretend that they'll be all right when they're half killing themselves, or you're frightened. You do. You cannot, you know, years back we had some little kids that, uh, found out the differences, you know, and they were walking around in diapers and then no diapers and, and kids do stuff. And the parents go, oh, oh, we, we've got to do something. No, we don't have to do anything about it. Little children do goofy, funny things and that doesn't make them uh, terrible people. They're not born again yet. And so we have to look at them, and even students and individuals, because of the variety of growth that's there. Now what God, what God has uh, made clear to us, and people say, I don't want to hear anymore, we can't do it. Well, because we can through God, we need to emphasize the positive, you know. Because you can't. You can love everybody if you will give God a few minutes to say, God, I don't, I know I should. Father God, help me to love Irving. Stella's a pain too, but I'm praying and I've, I've seen some growth. Please help me, God. And, and David's very good about this. He, he's open and and honest in regard to, to these things uh, about the difficulty of living together. But just if, if we isolated you and your wife, as wonderful as you think that relationship is, you will find because of the infinite mystery of the woman you married and the collective difference, she's a galaxy of differences from you. You've heard me say it at the altar. It's the collision of what? Yeah, meeting. And they say, oh, oh, wasn't that, that was nice. Wasn't that a nice wedding? They go off on their honeymoon and they find out, you know, she doesn't like this, he likes that, his plan was that. Now, I've never been able to please my wife with buying her pearls. I hunted all over Singapore, and she just doesn't wear them, and that's okay with me now. I just wanted her to sell them and make some money out of them because I'd walked hard for it. But don't worry or concern yourself about the fact that there's only you. You're not like everybody else, and you're infinitely complex. That's why it takes God so long at times to settle you into a truth 
that you won't let go of, that you'll be who you are. And Harvey likes to say, and it's funny, it's a saying, uh, is so active and your heart is so full of capacity, infinite capacity. That's why God has to direct it. And it's taken me years and years, and even now, <laughs> communicating it, people just don't believe it. The, the greatest gift that you have is God's kindness, because his kindness has made you great. He wants to give you everything he has made. And you don't believe that. To the degree that you will. And he'll wait. The great thing about God is he's waited. He didn't destroy you in your unbelief or your wandering or your, you get off the path of the just. He hasn't done that because he's a, he's a good father and we, we need to keep that in mind. And we did make a major turn. We turned around and went the other way in regard to jeopardy. You are not in any jeopardy when you come in to Jesus Christ. The only jeopardy is growth and the rewards of proximity to God himself. And if you like being at the far end of the spectrum, continue to do and have your affections on the things of this world and the love of God will not be in you. And only if this is something that has to happen to some and nothing of any significance, is going to happen on the earth until it does. You know, you know we've, we've talked enough about the, the left and what they are, and sometimes I, if I really get God's mind, he just, he sees, he sees the insanity that's out there, and he knows he can change it. He knows what it'll mean when the glory comes in one person. If four or five on the earth come into resurrection in your lifetime, and they could, they may not, but if they do, everything in terms of the government here will be changed. Everything will be enveloped with Christ because God's mind is always on Christ. The, the sons of God, his family, every Bible verse, <laughs> Everything in there points to the provision that he has given for you to live in the nature of Christ that you might grow in the sonship. And that's, that's all the time. And, and it's a good thing. All right. Uh, turn to um, Proverbs 25 for a minute. And I've got to get going. Because um, I keep saying... Make it shorter, Bill. And in Proverbs 25, verse 2, it says, It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Heavens for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable. David, the intensity of you, the intensity of me, of John, of uh, 
any man in this room, the intensity there to discover cannot fully come to the end of the persona that you would like to know better. No, no. It, it's, they're a mystery, and so are you. But, you know, so God conceals, and what do we do? We search. You're kings. You're kings who've been given the kindness of God and all the, the, <laughs> the capacity to change. All the capacity to grow. There's, there's, there's nobody in this room that says, well, I just don't, I just, uh, I'm sorry, I, I just can't grow. The little ones, you know, the babies, obviously, they haven't been born again. They have a bit of a problem here and there. But uh, they will grow <laughs> physically. Spiritually, you, you, you'll be amazed too. But the, the significant thing, I mean, I remember as a kid, my favorite game was jail. It's like hide and seek. You got two teams in the neighborhood, and I was a fast runner, so I loved the game because they couldn't catch me. But you had a jail, and one team went out, and the other team went out to find them. They found them, they brought them back, uh, and they put them in jail. And if another member came in, you had to have somebody as a jailkeeper, and the jailkeeper would protect the jail, and if somebody came to try to release a prisoner, you'd tag them and they, they had to go to jail. And I, I love the game. And, then, and sometimes in the middle of it, uh, my, mother, my mother had an interesting call when she called me. It was, Billy, oh, and you know, it was so high and piercing. That I think that's where I got a lot of my speed because I was so kind of embarrassed. Because I was a team leader, I was, you know, and she would, it was getting later and she wanted me to come home. I hadn't even kissed Joan Youngberg yet. And it was silly and I, you know, at 10 or 11, I, that's what you did if you were in jail together or, you know, somewhere else. But my mother would say, Billy! And, uh, and so I'd dash home and say, Mom, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of a game, can I go back? And she'd say, okay, but it's getting late. So. Well. God, uh, <laughs> he hides. You seek. How, you know, have you ever been in, this, in a game and you say, I don't care anymore? Someone, you know, Gary Vincent's a good friend of mine and he wants me to watch with him and he, and he will uh, tell me about what's going on because he's got a friend who's on the inside of the SC team. But if the score is 35 to 5, I lose interest, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I like it if it's my team. I want my team to thoroughly trash everything, right? And it looks like, folks, it looks like our team is losing in the earth. It, because God allowed Satan to rule. He's the God of this earth. He hates everything you do that it goes forward. Okay? I was, I said this before, this is a very good teaching. It's very brilliant. God gave it to me. I didn't give it, get it. 
But our people could be a lot more friendly and smile. <laughs> Go to the ants, even the ants along their trail, salute. They do. And I, we've got, if someone will buy an ant, you know, get an ant farm sent in and brought to a place where we can see it, maybe the kindergartners, I'll pay for it, ship and all of it, because you really learn a lot to the ants because God said go to them. They, they don't mind if things are messed up, they go right back and fix it up. I played with them, I, I, I set fire to, to their little, little houses, I had earthquakes, I did all those things, and those ants, by goodness, they came back and they were working all the time. I never saw them huddle up and say, oh my God, what are we gonna do? <laughs> Not once. Go to the ants. They keep it together and we've gotta keep each other together. I walked around for two or three weeks and I'm ashamed of this and I told, I told uh, a cry like a woman ready to deliver to get rid of the prison that you're in. God hides. You seek. Keep knocking. Keep asking. You know, wear him out. John, John 5 says, this is for some of your relatives. I'll read it. You don't need to turn. I receive not honor from men. This is Jesus. I know you that you have not the love of God in you. Please understand this. When God looks at you, because of his love, he drew you and you responded to him. And your response was an indication that you would forever be with God. Okay? You're, you're not worth it. I don't want to hear how terrible you are. You know, I, I can outdo you with the darkness and... Uh, love of self, uh, feeling sorry, neurotic uh, breakdowns. I've seen them. I've lived long enough. You are a problem. God is the solving persona, the only one who will be a faithful and continual friend to you. Please understand that for your sake. You know, the, 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 the people here at times will not even know you're alive. They won't even be good grasshoppers, much less ants. Hi. Sometimes I walk through and I, <laughs> I remember. But, but you are a son called, many of you perhaps, to, to change the face of the earth. The government will be brand new brand new They'll, they've never seen on this earth and the enemy wants to stall you his his job is to keep you so super glued on what you see that you don't give a care at all about the love of God and the fact that he called you all right that's enough Here's he said, but I know you that you have not the love of God. The greatest strength in the world is coming at you all the time. The love of God. There's nothing greater. It's a changer. 
It's a divorce stopper. It's a war stopper. Right. I mean, Kirk was beautiful yesterday, bless his heart. He said, I missed you guys. And yeah, yeah. And I wasn't looking for a fight. But he's out there by himself. And there are people in the mix here who are by themselves. Don't you know? They, they, they don't have the proximity or the, or the understanding that, uh, that God's caring. And so sometimes we have to be the emissary of that. I know you, this is Jesus, he wasn't sweet. If someone said, if someone told you you were of your father the devil, would you call that a polite etiquette thing that probably should be tossed around? He said that I was of my father the devil. Well, is that true at times? Oh yes it is. Oh yes it is in marriages and in, in, in communities. Sometimes it's uh, woo woo woo, bigger than we know. I have come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. This is Jesus speaking. For God, if another shall come in his own name, you will receive them. And this is, I, I preached this years ago, and I want every young mother with children and every young high school kid to get this in your head. How can you believe, he said, how can you? If you're only thinking of your career, I've got a career. I've got to be something. I, I should, I should, as if God, as he called you and, and birthed you into another dimension, can't give you that. It's a sticky wicket, folks. The ugliest thing is personal commercials. You know, yeah. Next year, I'll be, I'll be going to Harvard. I got a full ride, <laughs> scholarship to boot. <laughs> what are you gonna do next year? And I, I thought of it because every year the high school seniors, and we don't have a lot of traffic, so they don't, you know. But it's true. The, the issue is boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, brethren. You can't believe if you're out to be something yourself. You won't. You won't have time. I'm a full-time project. And I've always had a new idea. I had three or four uh, things that I wanted to be. And I worked at a lot of them. Some of them I did. I got it, and I said, this is tacky. So please, hear that much. Parents, write this down. It's in John 5. How can you believe which receive honor from one another? Because I've told you this before, and it's really a significant point for you. This is for you and me. I need it. When, when if someone says, well, what is God doing? I've been telling you for a long time what he's doing. And he's doing it to us too, but listen to this again, one more time. And a lot of you are smart enough to lip sync it with me by now. And that is this. <laughs> the purpose of God 
over the earth is to stain the pride of all those whose honor is, I sit in a place of honor because I'm president of this, or I'm doing this, or I've got a PhD from this, or I've achieved this, I've built Whitestone, I am the negotiator of conflict, whatever it is, whatever, it is trash if God isn't the sponsor. That's what we really have to get a hold of. And, and please don't try to do anything, but just tell God you can't. Or you don't even want to. But you should. I mean, at least, yeah, come up, please. Or you can stand there, I'll get close to you. I think <clears throat> Brother Bill mentioned, he said, it's, it seems like our team is losing. The <laughs> yeah. reason why it seems like our team is, is losing is the world's metric for, which is what he's saying right now, the world's metric for measuring things is so backwards. Yeah. If yeah. you're not something, if you're not amazing, if, you, if, if you're not doing all of these things in your own strength, then you're not what you should be. You're wasting your potential, whatever it is. Read scripture. <clears throat> he giveth power to the faint, and to them that are of no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. Small line, small line, no might. Isaiah 40, verse 29, second part of the, the reference there. Those that have no might. He increases strength. Not 5% my might, right. 95% his might. Uh, as long as we still think we're going to might anything, that anything that I'm doing is going to get me anywhere, is going to no might. None might at all. No <laughs> might. And we don't have any idea what that looks like. I don't have any idea no, what that no. looks like. None of us know what no and might he, and, looks and, like. And it irritates us because it won't tell us. Correct. And we don't know how to get there from here. The only way we, we can possibly get there is continually ask, God, this cannot be my might. If it's my might, it's going to stink and it's not going to get me anywhere. No might. Yeah. Well, you, you, you've had the experience, I'm sure. Maybe, I hope everyone has had it. There are people you, don't, you just can't get along with. Come on, you say and you've heard me say, boy, if that person weren't here, this, this would be a nice community, like I knew. And God goes ahead and makes that person a close friend. It takes 40 years, because both of us are so hardcore on ourselves. Yourself is a, a big down, oh, infinitely ugly. To God, not because, I mean, we've done some wonderful things. And you start looking at the accomplishment of the infinite church, of the protracted juvenile delinquent church out there, it looks good. Uh, we look good. I mean, people have said, I'll tell you this, Bill, you guys really know how to do it. I mean, man. That is, I mean, this is something. 
And I said, well, <laughs> that's the time you, you need to hit the dirt. And, and you know, I, I was thankful for the reminder of, a, of Brother Abel, because a lot of the young people think we did something. Well, in the natural, okay. But that's not why, that's not the end of the matter. You are a spiritual being. You're gonna walk through doors, raise the dead, reach out and touch an eye that doesn't have an eyeball in it and put one there because God told you to. We haven't even begun to see all the enterprising things. I mean, we have history of guys in the church who came to it that God gave a little hint of what's coming. Anyway, uh, that's enough. I don't want to punish the individuals who want to be something anymore. They'll get enough punishment on their own, really. I did. No, I did. I had certain things in my hand, and, and it was an empty, vacant hand with just my drive. And God doesn't appreciate anything that comes from us primarily because it's against the thing that he wants birthed in me. And you have prayed for individuals in this room and they have, they, you have seen changes, you've seen reluctance to be hard noses, you've seen them even maybe give an ant salute halfway or something. You've seen it, you've seen good things. And we, ought, we, we need to believe those good things. All right, let's uh, run along. That's his purpose, is to stain the pride. Now, I'm not going to, this is review stuff, and I'm going to go through it very quickly. Um, and I, I, because you've heard it, I've said it. But in Proverbs 4, um, <laughs> and this is really the takeaway, verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, are the issues of life. Okay? We know that. Keep it. But we can't. The heart wanders, the heart is fickle. Uh, the, the state we're in is fickle. There's frost outside. I walked outside to have a little time with God this morning, breathing, you know, Alaska air. And this woman, Alaska, is fickle. She put frost out there in the middle of fall, we have frost, and I didn't whine about it, but it's, it's there. Now, in Proverbs 4, verse 7, before you get to 23, says this, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. And when the writer says that, because... In, in, in Proverbs 8, it's all Christ. We'll just glance at it. You need to spend time there and know when you have, have been born into a sonship coming, you're on your way. When you have been born there, that's the work of Christ. And so you <laughs> keep, keep with him. Keep attaching the, the person that you have become to God himself. I'm a son, God. Be with me today. 
I'm your son. And, and what has God said? He said, uh, and he said it to you. And he said it to you. Steve, he said it to you. Give me your heart. You know, and you gave her your heart. You know, and I like you. I mean, I like it because you, you have good taste. But, but you can't keep your own heart. You'll be a Pharisee. The devil will rule. He'll come in. You can't keep it. Now, God will go around it. Eventually, he'll take you there. The issue, folks, isn't for us to walk along and be a paragon of perfection. Our, our issue is to offer ourselves every day and to get the, this relationship with God himself is, is the issue. It's the issue of the hour. It'll be the issue of every hour of your life. And if you miss that, you miss God. And we have. We came in here and did a lot of stuff. And even now, and I see, I see Ben coming home and Gabriel and Fabian and, and others who are working, and, and to some degree, the very, the very um, human effort can bleed the best out of you that you need to give to God with a listening mind. And, and that we're doing what we can. I'm not critical of that. And I was looking for you this morning. I thought you should have some things to say here. And I didn't see you, and I didn't know where you were. But, but all of this comes back to us that, that our efforts should be God relink. Please help us to hire, to get enough people that are working for us that we don't have to do a spiritual suicide in human achievement. Okay? Is that clear? Can we all pray for that together? I mean, I'm thankful for the, hey, we've got property now. You know. We've been tested in plenty. What happens when God wants to take it away? I, I've told this before, but Nelson, uh, I, I, Nelson always had a good malt, and I'd say, let me taste that. And I'd pull it over, and I'd take the straw, and I'd start going, and Nelson would squeeze the straw. He didn't want me messing with the whole malt. Uh, God is not going to let you ruin you He's squeezing the straw of production. He will. Uh, believe me, he will. He already is. We're already under it, and we don't know it. Wake up. Wake up. Hard times that we haven't seen are coming. And somebody said, my God, if it gets any harder. Anyway. All right. Proverbs 8. I'm just going to touch it very quickly because uh, we're just about wound down. You know, you guys, I don't know. I've heard him say that before. Um, first verse, of, I'll just say this. Proverbs 8, please read it for yourself over and over and over. It's Christ. It's the wisdom of God, which is Christ. 
the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The family of God in God's intention is, is there. Uh, does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? That's verse one. She crieth at the gates at the entrance of the city, coming in at the doors. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. So all of this aspect is there. Verse 10 says, receive my instruction and not silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For I wisdom, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared with it. You know yourself, I love uh, Solzhenitsyn because he was right there at the end of a raw bone life with cancer of the brain, with an absolute no hope in the future, and, and his scrap pieces of, of notes he had, and God himself fell on him, and he became, he, he got the Nobel Prize for literature. And he had been incarcerated. No hope. I bless you, prison. I bless you, dirty straw. Thank you, God, that I know that my soul's growth is more important than all the wealth. That's what God is saying. Okay, and uh, one of the things... <laughs> Verse 26, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the, the highest parts of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there, verse 27. Read it, look at it, know that the provision of God in everything you turn over in this word points to Christ. That it's always in the thought of God, the Christ that, that you are growing to will come to the fullness of the stature. All right. Um, and I'm going to say this. I said it in a, a discussion, and you guys were so smart that we don't have to go over it again. But you remember what Job said? All the things he said. And do you remember what Elihu said when we talked about our discussion? Does anybody remember it? Hmm. I, I guess you don't. But essentially, it's this. I hope, I really hope that Job will be judged to the fullest for what he said. And it's almost funny because you sit here and you will be. You're not just anybody. Uh, I, when you go to the streets, when you go in a foreign country, when you're in a crowd, look around and look at the death and the dead that walk by you. Humans. They're dead because they're separated from Almighty God. You're alive. And being alive puts the, the, I mean, the honor of God rests upon you. The honor of the world is temporary. It's just a quick snakeskin that goes. And, uh, and so, can I tell you? It's not over. You're going to be judged to the end. As nice a person as you've been, a wonderful friend. Me too. I, I would like to say, well, go ahead and take care of the rest of them. I think I'm going to be all right. No, not so fast. All of us are going to be fully cleared, filtered. Go everybody. Nobody in the room is going to get away with it. 
So the sooner you come up and say, God, whatever you have, please. And the things that you know, put them out there where he, he can hear you. Tell him the truth. You know, I'm, my people tell me that I'm one of the worst terrible sap suckers they've ever known. Good. Help me, God. I need it. All right. Uh, in Job 34, it starts out this, and this is a great line. I've, and I think some of the ladies and, and the Gabby guys like me need it too. In verse 29 of 34, I'm just, this is a free one. When he gives quietness, who then can make trouble? Have you ever been in a situation where the presence of God came down and you weren't you know, necessarily connected, but it was there? And everybody, everybody shuts up because God says, that's it, no more. Now, I, I don't have to tell you that the heart is deceitful above all things extraordinarily wicked above all things so don't try to think that you've got a clean one just because you're mannerly you've gone through something understand without the help of God and I'm really going through this fast um, and, and parents I, I thought what a great book uh, turn to, I want the, all the mothers and fathers one minute there, you can handle it in another few minutes. I'm just about winding down. Daniel 4, verse 15, 16. Let his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. Now, the greatest king on the earth, because of his arrogance, because of his pride, had to eat grass for seven years. And when I first read that, I thought, dear God, we had a, we had a place where people came up looking at Alaska. If I said, come over to Whitestone there, there's a, a big time leader of the world, he's over there eating grass. And for Oh, seven or eight dollars here, uh, we'll take in our boat and you can go see. He's been there about three years now. And his, his talons, his fingernails have grown this way and his, his, and his hands and his, his toes too. And he's a mighty ugly guy. And when that, there came a time when that ended that his heart changed. He was a beast. You were born a beast, you see the beast, and you, the only way out is through the God who set this up for his purposes. So there would be a clear line of, of, of declaration inside you to know that your problem needed help. I mean, somebody gets a, a slight boil or a, you know, a, something on their head and they go for it, don't they? They go to a doctor, they talk to a doctor that says this. And, and 
Solomon said it this way, I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. All right, now, I want to read Job 23. I read it the other day, and we'll close here. I want all of you looking, because it's, it refers to Hebrews 6, and it refers to where you sit. And it should be juxtaposed in your mind, side by side, with that you're going to be tried to the end. Okay? And God help us. You know, I think Kathy is certainly under a great fiery trial, would you say? and her husband and those of us who look at it or look away. Is that a significant thing that's going on among us? And are we gonna get the purpose of it? Do we know? Well, it, it, it's still a mystery. I don't, know, I don't know all the why, and I don't chase causes with other people's problems if I, if, unless God makes it clear. Now, Job 23, verse 10. And, and, and it's connected. You can go ahead and read uh, 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 Hebrews 6, 13, where he talks about the immutability of God. When God swears, it's going to happen. You do not fool with what God speaks. It's locked. He, he will not be changed. Listen to this. This is Job. Verse 23 or chapter 23, verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's Job who is complaining, doing all. My foot has held his steps. His way have I kept, and I've not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Now here it is. This is the guts. You're being tried and tested so that God can give you a heart that is perfect in his eyes. And it says, verse 13, but he is one mind who can turn him. And what his soul desires, even that he does. Please understand that for your sake. Don't tell me you're not worth it. I know that. There's none of us are. It's a mutability. In verse 14, for he performs the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. And in conclusion, let me just say this. Please, dear ones, for your sake, take more time before God than you do anything else. Hear it. When I consider... I'm afraid of him, for God makes my heart soft. That's how you keep your heart, because the Spirit of God softens it. You know, you know somebody, listen, Kurt, you get over here. You haven't been over here for several weeks. I have the evidence, but he's a brother. Am I going to point the finger at him when I know that the hell that I can swim in or I've been in and God got me out? You be careful. Be careful with that. Because I've said this before, that as soon as you swing your, your uh, <laughs> defiling hand at someone else, an alligator tail swings around. It gives you a new ear if you're not careful.
immutability, for God makes my heart soft. He sure does. Lord, help us.